Lesson 7 of The Elements of Ornithology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cayo. The Elements of Ornithology by William Rushenburger. Lesson 7 Order of Gralatoriae. Zoological Characters, Habits, Division into Eight Families family of peripines ostrich organization habits cassowaries family of preserostres bustards plovers lapwings family of culturostres cranes common crane herons common heron storks common stork spoonbills family of longerostres genus of curlews ibis sacred ibis snipe woodcock common snipe the eversets family of macrodactyli rails water hens family of flamingos common flamingo habits order of gralatoriae the order of gralatoriae is composed of birds that have the lower part of the leg naked like the tarsus almost all these birds are remarkable for the length of their legs and appear as if they are mounted on stilts their feet most generally have a small palmate membrane betwixt the external toes and they sometimes are without a thumb their form is ordinarily lank and their neck is very long their beak varies in its shape but is also in general very long most of the gralatoriae which are also called waders are beach birds frequent watery places and wade in shallow waters to seek their food with some exceptions they all feed on animal substances and seek fishes reptiles or worms and insects according as their beak is strong or weak a small number of them feed on grains and herbage and these only live remote from water and almost all these birds have very long wings they fly well and extend their legs behind them when they fly whereas other birds on the contrary fold them under the belly the gralatoriae which build their nests on trees and in elevated situations are monogamous and feed their young until they are able to fly almost all of those that build on the ground are polygamous and their young seek their own food soon after birth this order is composed of five principal families and three small isolated groups which differ too much from the other gralatoriae to be comprised in the preceding divisions and may therefore be considered as forming so many separate families the five principal families which are characterized according to the form of the beak are the peripenes the preserostres the culturostres the longerostres and the macrodactyli the three accessory families each one of which is formed of a single genus are the sheathbills or vaginals the glarioles and flamingos family of peripenes the peripenes are very large birds that are entirely incapable of flying and have rudimentary wings only but they are remarkable for the strength of their posterior extremities which renders them excellent runners 
here the muscles of the chest not being required as in the case in other birds to make the strong efforts necessary to depress the wings during flight are very small and there is no projecting keel in the middle of the sternum for their attachment as in other birds this bone is in the form of a simple shield it is to be observed also that all the peripines want the thumb and that both in the form of their beak and in their regimen they are very analogous to the gallinaceae this family is composed of two genera the ostriches and the cassowaries the first have broad flexible feathers and the second are covered with narrow stiff plumes almost like bristles ostriches struthio are very large birds with long legs and tarsi a long slender neck and a very small head they have only rudimentary wings composed of loose flexible feathers with isolated barbs which are entirely unsuitable for flight but which these animals make use of in running the beak which is of moderate length is soft at the end the eye is large and the lids are fringed with eyelashes the tongue is short and rounded like a crescent the crop is enormous the gizzard very strong and the intestines voluminous and above the cloaca there is a sort of large reservoir in which the urine accumulates as in a bladder this is the only bird that urinates two species of ostriches are known one proper to the eastern continent and characterized by having only two toes the other proper to america which is recognizable by having three toes the ostrich of the eastern continent struthio camellus is the largest of birds it attains six or seven feet in height and weighs as much as eighty pounds the head and neck are thinly covered with feathers the back breast and belly are covered with black mingled with white and gray feathers and those of the wings and tail are white the thighs are almost as naked as the neck and of the two toes which terminate the foot the external one is but half the length of the other and without a nail this bird lives in numerous troops on the sandy deserts of africa and arabia it is essentially herbivorous but it is so voracious that it indiscriminately devours everything that falls within its reach until its stomach is filled it even swallows stones fragments of metal pieces of wood and animal as well as the vegetable substances upon which it feeds the strength of its stomach is enormous it can run more rapidly than the fleetest horse the strength of this animal is astonishing an ostrich with two men on its back has been known to run faster than an excellent english courser the eggs of the ostrich weigh nearly three pounds each in those countries which are not very warm the female and even the male sits upon them but on the burning deserts near the equator they leave them in the sand exposed to the heat of the sun 
the period of incubation seems to be about six weeks and the young are feathered when born and able to run at once the broad flexible feathers of the wings and tail of the african ostrich are much prized as ornaments the american or three-toed ostrich Schuftheorea, is more than one half smaller than that of the eastern continent its plumage is greyish and the feathers are scarcely of any value it abounds in buenos aires the cassowaries Casuarius are recognized at first sight by the feathers the barbs of which being so lightly fringed that at a distance they resemble pendant hairs their wings are even shorter than those of the ostrich and are totally useless even in running these species are known namely the emu or crested cassowary and the cassowary of new holland the emu or crested cassowary struthio casuarius is almost as large as the ostrich of the eastern continent but not so tall it is remarkable on account of the azure blue and red skin that covers the head and part of the neck for its pendant caruncles like those of a turkey and for a sort of helmet or crest formed by a bony prominence covered with horn which surmounts the head the feathers of the body are black and for the most part double it runs almost as rapidly as the ostrich it inhabits the indian archipelago the cassowary of new holland cassowarius novae hollandiae is of a brownish grey and almost the whole head as well as the neck is covered with fringed feathers its speed is greater than that of the preceding species its flesh resembles beef family of preserostres the preserostres like the peripenes and many of the longerostres are high on their legs and without a thumb or the thumb is too short to touch the ground their beak is of moderate length and sufficiently strong to dig the earth in search for worms their wings are sometimes short but can always be used in flight the family is composed of bustards the plovers and lapwings and some other genera the bustards otis are large heavy birds that resemble gallinaceae in the massive form of their bodies and in having the upper mandible slightly vaulted their wings are short and they fly but little most commonly like the ostriches they employ them only to accelerate their speed when running their food consists of grains herbs worms and insects two species are found in europe namely the great bustard and the little bustard the great bustard otis tarder which is of a bright fawn colour crossed with numerous black streaks on the back and greyish on the rest of the body attains to more than three feet in length the male is the largest of european birds the female is about one-third smaller it is a timid bird and keeps on naked and extended plains it flies little but runs with great rapidity 
it nests in fields of grain and often unites in bands of from fifty to sixty individuals the little bustard otis tetrax is more than one-half smaller than the preceding it is brown dotted with black above and whitish beneath it is less frequently met with than the great bustard the plovers caratrius like the preceding have no thumb but their moderate beak is compressed and swelled at the end their wings are moderate and they fly well they habitually frequent sea coasts the mouth of rivers maritime marshes and feed chiefly on worms which they induce to crawl out of the ground by striking their feet upon it some species live solitary and others in small troops they emigrate every year in more or less numerous troops and it is chiefly in the autumn during the rains that they are seen in greatest numbers from this circumstance they have obtained their name when on land they are in constant motion and they fly in a long file their flesh is delicate and esteemed in those provinces where they are common many are taken by means of nets the species of friends are seen only in autumn and spring they are the dotterel the golden plover and the ring plover they are all found in the united states there are several species which have a horny spur on the carpal end of the forearm the lapwings venellus differ from plovers in having a thumb but it is so small that it does not touch the ground their habits are the same and they often go in company with them the crested lapwing venellus cristatus inhabits europe it is a pretty bird of the size of a pigeon bronze black with a long and slender crest it arrives in france in the spring builds its nest in the fields and remains through the summer but most of the species very soon after their arrival continue their course to the north and return in the autumn the oyster catchers hematopus have a somewhat longer beak than the plovers and lapwings they dwell exclusively along the borders of the sea frequenting beaches and sandy shores where they are seen to follow the waves in search of marine insects the oyster catcher hematopus australigus is common to the north of both continents and is frequent on the seashores of new jersey and the southern states family of culturostres all the grallatoriae of this family have a long thick strong beak which is frequently transient and pointed in general they have a well-marked thumb it may be divided into three tribes namely first the cranes which have a straight beak slightly cleft and nearly one half of it is occupied by the membranous fossae of the nostrils second the herons whose beak is strong cleft to beneath the eyes and grooved third the storks whose beak is very long and very strong the cranes grooves have a straight beak which is but slightly cleft the toes are moderate the external ones being a little palmate 
and the thumb scarcely touches the ground almost all of them have the head and neck to a greater or less extent destitute of feathers their habits are more terrestrial than those of the other culturostries and their food is more vegetable the trumpeteers sophia and cranes properly so called arrange under this division among the former are the crowned crane which comes from the western coast of africa and the numidian crane and amongst the latter is the common crane which is more than four feet high and which is celebrated for the migrations it makes every autumn from north to south and every spring in a contrary direction in numerous and well-conducted troops the whooping crane grus americana is white primaries black and with black shafts the whole crown and cheeks bald the stately crane the largest of all the feathered tribes in the united states is met with in almost every part of north america dwelling amidst marshes and dark and desolate swamps it retires to the west indies to pass the winter though some have been known to linger through the whole of the inclement season in the swamps of new jersey near cape may the herons ardea are more carnivorous and are recognized by their larger toes and by their strong beak which is cleft to beneath the eyes and acuminated they are gloomy birds and build their nests in swamps along the banks of the rivers they feed on fish frogs moles insects etc the tribe is divided into herons properly so called boatbills cancroma etc the beak in the first is higher than it is wide and in the second flattened and very broad herons properly so called ardea have the eyes surrounded by a naked membrane which extends to the beak the tarsi are scutellated etc the common heron ardea cinerea is a large bird the plumage of which is bluish ash colour with the front of the neck white sprinkled with black tears and a black tuft on the occiput it is almost always solitary and is often seen for hours together on the same spot standing motionless on one foot the body almost straight the neck bent and the beak resting on one shoulder it is gloomy and timid and in general flies during the night when it utters a harsh sharp cry its flight is not rapid but very powerful and it can soar to an immense height its depredations on the fishes of european rivers render it highly prejudicial it is celebrated on account of the sport which the wealthy in former times derived from hunting it with falcons the crab-eater is a species of heron of small size which is found in the mountainous districts of france it frequents the vicinity of ponds the name of egrets is given to certain herons the feathers of which on the lower part of the back at a certain period are long and fringed the most beautiful species the feathers of which are used for ornamental purposes are the great and the little egret 
their plumage is entirely white and they are met with in europe the bitterns and night herons also belong to this tribe the tribe of storks is characterized by a larger and smoother beak than the preceding and by strong almost equal palmate membranes betwixt the bases of the toes the storks properly so called ciconia have a large beak which is moderately cleft their light and broad mandibles by striking against each other produce a peculiar clash their legs are reticulated and not very muscular their movements are slow and their steps long and measured in their powerful and sustained flight they carry their head stiffly in advance and their legs extended behind serve them for a rudder the white stalk adia ciconia appears in france and germany in the spring and passes the winter in africa it is a large white bird with the primaries of the wings black and the beak and feet red they live in pairs and return every year to lay in the same nest there is no bird which has received from different nations more universal protection than this which is in fact everywhere useful in ridding the soil of prejudicial animals without at the same time doing the smallest injury among the ancients this veneration was carried to such an extent that it was made a crime to kill one of these birds in thessaly it was even punishable by death like the ibis the stork was an object of worship amongst the egyptians and its instinctive qualities have no doubt contributed to increase this respect which is perpetuated among the orientals and still observed in switzerland and holland it has so much affection for its young that it does not quit them in the greatest danger it is recorded in history that the stork of delft which was uselessly urged to carry away her young remained and perished with them in the conflagration of that city the tender attentions which these birds pay to their parents in old age are not less remarkable and it is for this reason that the greeks have their name to the law which obliges children to furnish alignment to their parents when they are in want some species of storks have on the middle of the neck an appendage which resembles a large sausage on account of which they are called pouched storks the feathers from beneath their wings form those light plumes which are called by the french marabou one species is found in senegal and another in india the spoonbills platalea resemble the storks in their whole structure but their beak from which they derive their name is flat and widened at the end into a round disc like a spatula this conformation permits them to feed only on little animals which they obtain either by rooting in the mud or fishing in the water one species is spread throughout the eastern continent and another is proper to south america family of longerostres the longerostres have a long slender and feeble beak which is only suitable for rooting in the mud in search of worms and small insects 
these crelatoriae form two tribes snipes in which the beak is straight or curved downwards and the avocets in which the beak is curved upwards the first of these groups is composed of the ibis and curlews in which the beak is arcuate and snipes properly so called sandpipers the ruffs and a great number of other birds in which the beak is straight the ibises have the beak arcuate a part of the head and even a part of the neck destitute of feathers the external toes perceptibly palmate and the thumb sufficiently long to rest on the ground species of the ibis inhabit all quarters of the world they frequent the borders of rivers and lakes where they are accustomed to feed on insects crustacea worms and shellfish to which they also at times add vegetables but we may place among popular fables the reputation they have long enjoyed of being the great destroyers of serpents and venomous reptiles which in fact they never touch they migrate periodically to such distances that the boundaries of the earth alone seem to set limits to their wanderings natal a species of this genus the sacred ibis ibis religiosa celebrated on account of the religious worship it received among the ancient egyptians it was reared in the temples of that country and embalmed after its death according to some these honours were rendered to the ibis because it devoured serpents which might have become dangerous to the country and according to others because its appearance announced the rise of the nile it is often seen sculptured on the monuments of that remarkable people it is a bird of about the size of a hen the plumage is white except the ends of the primaries of the wings which are black and the beak and the feet as well as the naked portion of the head and neck which are also black this species is found throughout africa the curlews numenius have the beak arcuated like that of the ibis but it is more slender and round throughout the tip of the upper mandible extends beyond the end of the lower one and projects a little downwards in front of it the toes are palmated at the base they are met with on our own coasts the snipes properly so called scolopax have a straight beak a compressed head with large eyes placed far back and the feet are not palmated they are singularly stupid in appearance which is not contradicted by their habits the common woodcock of europe scalopax rusticola inhabits lofty mountains during the summer and descends into the woods about the middle of october it goes alone or in pairs particularly in bad weather and seeks worms and insects in the soil the american woodcock scolopax minor differs from the european species in the temperature of the climate selected for its residence it is met with in summer between the river st lawrence and the limits of the middle states and in the winter retires to or beyond the boundary of the union it revisits pennsylvania early in march the sensibility of the end of the beak as in the snipe 
is sufficiently acute to enable it to collect its food by the sense of touch without using the eyes the snipe scolopax gallinago is smaller than the preceding it inhabits marshes the bank of rivulets etc two other species are found in france the great snipe and jack snipe all these birds are excellent to eat the american species closely resemble those of europe the avocets recurvirostra are distinguished by their long beak which is slender elastic and curved upwards and by their feet being palmate almost to the ends of their toes there is one species in europe the american avocet recurvirostra americana arrives on the coast of cape may in new jersey late in april and early in october retires with its young to winter in the south family of macrodactyli the gradatoriae composing this family never have the beak as slender and as weak as it is in the longerostries but in other respects its form varies very much they are chiefly characterized by the arrangement of their toes which are very long fitted for walking on the grass of marshes or even for swimming in which case they are widened by a species of lateral border but they never possess the smallest trace of a palmate membrane the thumb is always quite long the body is singularly compressed and their wings are moderate or short and their flight is feeble some of them the jackanets for example have the wings armed with a spur others are destitute of this kind of spur they are distinguished into rails and coots according as the front is feathered or furnished with a horny shield the rails rallers, have the front feathered the beak compressed and nearly straight the head small the toes destitute of lateral festoons and the wings concave they ordinarily keep concealed beneath the grass during the day and seek their food in the morning and evening amidst the rushes and herbs of marshes and prairies the water rail of europe rallus aquaticus is fawn-coloured brown spotted with blackish above bluish ash colour beneath and striped black and white on the flanks its flesh has a marshy odour it is common along rivulets and ponds it swims well and runs lightly over the leaves of aquatic plants the clapperail or mud hen rallus crepitans abounds in the middle and southern states it is very numerous on the extensive salt marshes of new jersey where they are intersected by numerous tide-water ditches it winters near to or within the southern boundaries of the union the cracks or landrail rallus cracks is vulgarly called the king of the quails because from the circumstance of arriving and departing with them and keeping on the same grounds it was believed that he led them it lives and nests in the fields and runs through the grass with great rapidity the coots fulica are readily distinguished from the rails by a sort of horny plate which extends from the base of the beak and covers the forehead 
This genus comprises the water hens, Gallinula, which are characterized by their very long toes, furnished with a narrow border. In general, they live singly or in couples, sometimes in small troops of three or four on stagnant waters. They swim and dive readily. During a great part of the day, they keep concealed amongst reeds and rushes, and venture only upon the surface of the waters at night their flight during which their legs are pendant is neither lofty sustained nor rapid there is one species widely spread in europe the american coots resemble those of europe family of flamingos this division of the order of gallatoriae is composed of a single genus which is very remarkable for the singular structure of its beak and the disproportionate length of the legs and neck flamingos phoenicopterus are large birds that stand high on their legs they have palmate feet and extremely long slender neck a small head the upper mandible flat and suddenly bent down at its middle to be applied over the lower mandible which is oval and longitudinally hollowed into a semi-cylindrical canal the edges of both mandibles are furnished with very delicate little transverse plates like those of ducks and their tongue is thick and fleshy they live on shellfish insects and the eggs of fishes which they obtain by means of their long neck and by bending down the head to use the hook of the upper mandible to advantage the most common species is spread over the eastern continent as far as the fortieth degree of north latitude numerous troops are seen every year on the southern shores of france and sometimes they ascend as far as the river rhine the red flamingo phoenicopterus ruber is from three to four feet high of a purple red on the back and rose-colored wings its habits are very remarkable these birds are always in troops and they form a line for the purpose of fishing and this disposition to be in file remains even when they repose on the shore they appoint a sentinel for their common security whether fishing or at rest one of them is always on the lookout with head erect and if anything alarms him he utters a braying cry resembling the sound of a trumpet which is the signal for departure as soon as the troop rises and when they fly they still preserve the line the manner in which they construct their nest is also worthy of attention they ordinarily build on drowned or wet shores they construct it on the water's edge of marsh mud in the form of a sugar loaf truncated at the top about twenty inches high and as they cannot on account of the extreme length of their legs squat in their nests they straddle over it the legs hanging down on each side and resting on the ground the ancients esteemed the flesh of the flamingos very highly and its fleshy tongue was particularly prized by the romans but the moderns who have had occasion to eat these birds have found the flesh oily and disagreeable the glarioles and vaginals or sheath-bills offer nothing very interesting 
the first are found in all the northern parts of the eastern continent and the second in new holland end of lesson seven